0: Good morning to each of you, glad we're together, offering our worship and praise to God. Thanks to Ashley for leading us in, in the prayers that she, uh, she did. Uh, let me uh, encourage you to continue praying for, uh, for God's world. We pray uh, for those in the Ukraine. Let's uh, continue to be, uh, be doing that as things uh, play out. These are uh, tough and uncertain times to be sure. We, uh, we pick up today with a scripture from uh, Mark, the second chapter, verse 23. This, uh, this passage uh, gives us a little bit of a bridge from some of the things that we talked about uh, last week in, in regard to gleaning, and then this week in regard to Sabbath, uh, particularly Sabbath rest. We, we pick up uh, here in this uh, series on uh, fruitfulness with the disciples uh, on the margins of a field. They're gleaning uh, what's left as they're passing by. Uh, The rub in all of this is that they were doing that on the the Sabbath day. And in the eyes of some, what they were actually doing was not so much gleaning, but they, uh, they, they were harvesting, and harvesting was considered work. With the Pharisees looking on Uh, those disciples uh, were in hot water, and because they were in hot water, Jesus was in hot water as well. And and it was with this, as they were called on the carpet, if you will, regarding uh, working on the Sabbath, not keeping the Sabbath day holy, Jesus begins to teach about Sabbath. And in fact, He he turns things, the the focus of Sabbath. uh, He says that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God in His uh, creating and ordering all things uh, made the Sabbath for us, and He does that for express purpose. Jesus was quick to assert that uh, Sabbath was God-given and an opportunity not only to rest but to also draw ourselves closer to God. In that regard, Sabbath is very much a matter of grace. Have you ever thought of it that way? Sabbath, a matter of grace, an expression of the free gift of of God's love, a reflection of uh, God's deep desire to be well-connected with each of us. We'll be talking about Sabbath today and the notion of rest that is very much a part of Sabbath. It's not the entirety of Sabbath, but it is an important component, rest. In keeping with the images from the field, we've been in the field here now for seven weeks. We will be looking today at a wonderful scripture from the book of Leviticus that talks about what's called the Sabbath year. The Sabbath year was a year... Where even the, the fields were given rest. So let's read today from uh, Leviticus 25, verses 1 through 7. And we find this from God's word. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not uh, reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourself, for your male and female servants, and the hired workers and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. This is God's Word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Sabbath is is very much a rhythm. I have uh, found that in my own life as I have practiced Sabbath. Sabbath is a rhythm, a rhythm that was established at creation. The Lord, as we know, worked six days, and on the seventh he rested. This idea of rest permeated the entirety of the Hebrew faith. This notion of uh, of Sabbath was was very much foundational for the Hebrews. That and the in the law, the, the, the covenant surrounded these things, and and of course many more. But but Sabbath very much a a foundation of the of the Hebrew faith. Of course, we know the notion of of Sabbath is included in the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Our passage for today is, uh, is an extension of that. Even the fields where the, the, the labor was done were given a chance to rest. Let's hear it again. For, for six years, sow your fields, and for six years, prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. While living in Lexington, I I passed by the School of Agriculture at the University of Kentucky pretty much every day as I made my way from Centenary Church to the University of Kentucky Hospital. I even had a a couple of professors who who taught in the, the School of Agriculture. A student in the School of Agriculture is is taught how to farm. That's essentially why you go to that that school. Agriculture is a complicated science that melds not only how to effectively grow crops, but how to apply a certain business acumen in order to make a living at it. Not every farmer makes a, a living at it. I'm sure the, the students that were a part of the School of Agriculture taught a, a lot about uh, rotating crops and about fertilizing uh, in such ways that, that help those crops to, to grow abundantly. The Hebrews, uh, years ago, in fact, centuries ago, didn't uh, r- rotate their crops or, or use fertilizer as we do, they, they left their fields fallow on a, on a set schedule. Six years, they planted crops. In the seventh, they left the fields to rest. The point of the Sabbath here, we read about in Leviticus 25, was to, to give the land an opportunity to rest. But at a much deeper level, it, it helped to remind the people of their own Sabbath and the importance of that as they uh, lived out their lives There was a certain wisdom in in letting the the field lay fallow. There was a deeper spiritual wisdom in reminding the people to adhere to what God was commanding them to do to keep the Sabbath holy. If the fields weren't given a chance to rest, they would eventually end up being exhausted and, and they would not bear much harvest at all if those who were going about their daily lives didn't practice Sabbath, they would find themselves exhausted and their fruitfulness would would not be very much. At a very deeply spiritual level, the Sabbath year was an opportunity to exercise one's faith and trust in God. So let's think about that for just a second. There would be no crop from the time of the harvest of the sixth year to the harvest of what we'll call the, the eighth year. Sure, there was that fallow year, that seventh year, but then at the beginning of that eighth year, you would plant the crop and you would anticipate a harvest at the end of the eighth. Now, that's a, that's a long time. And in that expanse of time, the Hebrews were called on specifically to be full of faith and trust that God would provide. While the law stated that that what came up voluntarily could be harvested and still uh, left everyone still could be eaten, it, it it gave the opportunity for everyone to hold fast with faith and trust that God would provide. And as we have seen often, being at that place of faith and trust is an important significant place to be. With that thought in mind, allow me to assert that Sabbath is a matter of faith and trust for us. Have you ever looked at it that way? As you pull away and participate in Sabbath, when we practice Sabbath, we, we set aside time to rest and, and reconnect with God. And when we do, we essentially trust that God will honor us, with His presence, and will provide just what we need. We believe that. It becomes a matter of faith and trust that God will be with us as we practice Sabbath, and that it, He will provide the very things that we need, not all of which are temporal. In fact, the most important of which are those deep spiritual issues that, that fill us deep within, even to the point of overflowing. We also trust that when we get back to it, that everything will be okay, that it was all right to to pull away and practice Sabbath, if for no other reason, because we have the firm assurance that God will be with us as well. For the early Hebrews, the Sabbath was a regular rhythm. We've already mentioned how Sabbath uh, is a matter of rhythm. Sabbath was built into the flow of life. It was a reminder that that rest was needed and was extended even to the fields and the vineyards that, that provided sustenance. The idea of rest is not just an Old Testament idea. It also is it permeates the the New Testament as well. Jesus talked about Sabbath all the time. He he argued even with the the, the Pharisees to to really put the right focus on uh, on Sabbath. That it was not so much a matter of, of of work, but it was a matter of of giving oneself over to the Lord. Sabbath rest in the New Testament is is mentioned. In, in the book of Hebrews, that Sabbath rest certainly has to do with how we engage life. It has everything to do with our salvation. It even has to do with Christ's return and, and His call to, to each of us heavenward, Sabbath rest. So this notion of Sabbath is, is both an Old Testament and a, and a New Testament idea. When it comes to the importance of, uh, of rest... We, uh, we know that uh, it, it is uh, essential to, to our lives, and, and it is very much a matter of rest. It is an opportunity for us to, to, to engage God, and in engaging God, we, we are able to lay in Him and to know of His, His peace and strength, and, and we find ourselves being able then to emerge into the, the whole of life uh, stronger than we, we, we ever have been. When it comes to the importance of that rest, just, just think about those who, uh, who have been on the front lines during the, the pandemic, many who have worked day after day, week after week, and have done so without a break. There is a point at which you get exhausted. In the o- Old Testament, there was this notion of, of earning your rest. We, uh, we come by that honestly. Honestly. Again, the Lord worked six days, and on the Sabbath, He rested from His labor. In the New Testament, the the Lord's Day, which followed the Sabbath, was a day to celebrate the the resurrection of Christ. The Lord's Day put the early church to thinking about how, how Jesus had transformed their lives and how the resurrected Lord was now informing every area of their lives, including their work. And so, in the the mix of the Lord's Day, the the people were able to to celebrate the good news of Jesus Christ in their lives. And in celebrating the the good news of Jesus Christ in their their lives, they they found themselves strengthened to strike out, to be the sort of witness that, that God wanted them to be. In a word, the Lord's Day prepared early Christians for the work ahead. And so we can clean uh, these two essential ideas and, and not look at them as, as mutually exclusive, but th- that they really are intrinsically tied. There's these ideas of, of both Old and New Testament, the, the Old Testament to where you, you sort of earn your, your work. Sabbath is a rest from labors. Who of us doesn't come to the end of a, of a work week feeling as though we've earned a little bit of rest. And then the second notion of Sabbath preparing us for, for what is ahead, the, the notion of the Lord's Day, celebrating the resurrected Lord in, in our lives and, and knowing that as Jesus has risen and given us new life, that, that we are able then to go in all strength to be His servants and the disciples in the life of the world. Who of us has an experienced rest and found ourselves better prepared for what is ahead. Sabbath is a rhythm, a rhythm that not only offers rest, but it also offers rejuvenation. If we fail at both over time, we're going to simply run out of gas. We're going to find ourselves exhausted, and we're not going to be much good to anyone else, ourselves, and certainly to God. What then is Sabbath going to look like for you? Hopefully it will be a, a day set apart. Sadly, uh, Sabbath day, if you will, even as we practice the Lord's day, is just a, another day of the week. I can remember when I was uh, a youngster when stores, for the most part, were closed on Sundays. I also remember when uh, when blue laws were repealed. You know, it seems that really the only store that's closed these days is Chick-fil-A, and we all express our disappointment. Some have even, and I know I've been into the one to go up to the drive-through line. Ah, it's Sunday. There you go. I remember when those blue laws were repealed, and when that took place, things began to change regarding the Sabbath. Or the Lord's Day. It just became another day of the week. Other things began to creep in, and before too long at Lord's Day, that opportunity for Sabbath took on different meaning. Again, this question What is Sabbath gonna look like for you? Hopefully, in the mix of Sabbath, as you uh, pull yourself away, as you practice Sabbath, that you'll find yourself rested, renewed, and strengthened for the things that are ahead. Hopefully, your your focus will be put on uh, the very place where it needs to be, that your focus will be upon God. And, and because of that, you'll be able to move in, in, in into the days ahead with the firm assurance that, that God is with you, that He that He's not just with you on a a day set aside, but that He's with you each and every day. Sabbath gives gives us the opportunity to remember that. When I think about Sabbath for my own life, I don't think so much about uh, recreation, as many do, but I think about recreation. What is it that will bring a a recreation of my soul, my my heart, my life in response to God's good work in my life. For me, recreation means worship. It means uh, reading Scripture, maybe a, a set of devotions from a devotional book, or some uplifting book or, or article. Recreation means spending time alone. And recreation can also mean spending time with with other people. Recreation means pulling away from the same old, same old, so that you might emerge into the same old, same old with a a different perspective, a right focus, and certainly a renewed strength. When it comes to being recreated, I, I look for those things that will enrich my relationship with God and renew my relationships with other people. That's what Sabbath can do, a regular practice of Sabbath. Sometimes when it comes to being uh, recreated, I I can can do that in the most mundane things and still feel a very deep connection to God. Maybe working out in the yard, maybe even uh, cutting the grass, using that as a matter just to pull away from the, the same old uh, things of life and doing something different to where you are recreated in a, a wonderful, beautiful way. And so what are those things for you? It's important that you consider that. What are those things that, not so, that are not so much recreation, but recreation? For me, when it comes to, to Sabbath, Sunday is a big part of that. But Sabbath is, is, is not exclusive just to, to Sunday. There, there are so many other times of the week where I find myself employing Sabbath. They may be longer stretches of time. They may be really quite short. I find that early in the mornings and late at night are wonderful opportunities to, to practice Sabbath. Barring from my, uh, from my running, I've, I've learned this about, uh, about living life, that really life is a, a matter of, uh, of pace, and Sabbath is a big part of being able to maintain that pace. In fact, it informs it all along. My pace is not the same as yours, and yours is not the same as mine. As with my running, I can feel every time when my uh, pace is, uh, is, is just out of whack. Certainly, that's the case when, uh, when I'm running. I can, I can feel it when I'm, uh, I'm, I'm running too slowly. I can also um, feel it when I'm, very clearly, when I'm running too fast. In the whole of life, I can feel when the pace of life is a bit too slow, that doesn't happen too often, (laughs) I can certainly certainly feel when that pace is is really more than I need to uh, to be biting off. And if I stay at that sort of pace for too long, I find myself exhausted. It's important as a matter of rhythm, as a matter of pace, to make Sabbath a regular part of the flow of life. What about your pace? Do you consider that? And how is Sabbath a part of that? A regular practice of Sabbath, of pulling away so that you don't get to the point of exhaustion. And if you're even short of that point of exhaustion, of just just being tired and just worn out with it all, yeah, that's time certainly to pull away but how about circumventing that and make a regular practice of Sabbath so you don't get to that place? Now, you'd expect me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Keep the Sabbath day holy. It is the Lord's command. He doesn't just suggest this. He he commands this. This is uh, what He would have us to do and to do regularly. God created us for Sabbath. He knows that we need Sabbath in every way. The very one who created us, created us not just to work and not just to toil and to fret, but to rest, to pull away so that we might be able to deal with those other things like working and toiling and even fretting. These days there's talk of a a four-day work week. I figure if we go to a four day work week over time, we'll just fill it with all the same sort of stuff that we fill our time with now. When it comes down to it, we need to be intentioned about such things. Sabbath, true Sabbath, is always a matter of intention. It is what we make it, it is a matter of focus. It is a matter of setting ourselves aside, just like setting aside a field for a Sabbath year. A field set aside so that it might rest, so that it might eventually produce an even greater harvest. Sabbath is a matter of giving ourselves permission. Yes, permission. Saying to ourselves that it is okay to be renewed. God would have it. No other way. So let's agree then that rest is a big part of being fruitful in this life. We are simply not much good to others, to ourselves, much less God, without rest. Let's be well-intentioned then about Sabbath. Practicing Sabbath on a regular basis. And that we'll find ourselves more deeply strengthened and certainly more deeply in relationship with our God who carries us forward into the whole of life. Let's pray together. God, thanks for creating us. Thanks for calling us. Thanks for Uh, commanding us to times of Sabbath that help to affirm your creation. Lord, we pray that uh, we are well-intentioned. Move in us through the power of your Holy Spirit and draw us to times of Sabbath. Certainly, Lord, we pray that you... uh, You strengthen us to the place. Give us good good wisdom about pulling away, about seeking opportunities for rest. And in that, may we rest in you and find ourselves recreated and rejuvenated for what is ahead. Lord, thank you for the wisdom of your word. And in that wisdom, may we know the the power of that it offers for right living. God it is our prayer today that we strike the right rhythm the right pace to where sabbath is regularly practiced. Lord we do pray for our everyday lives. We we pray for the workaday world that we in which we engage we We pray, Lord, for the stresses and strains. We pray for your help. And Lord, we pray that we would find that help, not only as we uh, offer our prayers to you, but that as we uh, pull away and seek a time of Sabbath. And in that, may we draw closer to you and find ourselves more resolutely strengthened for the road ahead. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen. You're certainly uh, welcome to continue your prayers. You can do that here at this chancel where you are. You're also encouraged to, uh, to offer your voice in praise uh, to God. Uh, but let's use this time uh, right now to, uh, to focus and to let God work in us as He sees fit even drawing us to that deeper sort of Sabbath to where we are well connected with Him. May God bless us.